I want you to hit me as hard as you can. The year was 2004. Comic book movies had escaped the campy buffoonery of 1997's Batman and Robin with releases like Blade, X-Men, and Spider-Man, but were also in that awkward middle stage. You know, the time before Batman would rise again in 2005's Batman Begins, and Marvel began its MCU infancy in 2008 with Iron Man. During that awkward middle stage, Warner Brothers was able to move along unchecked with Catwoman, a film loosely based on the DC Comics character and starring Halle Berry. On paper, this all seems like a good idea. We have a beautiful and established Oscar winner getting an opportunity to channel her inner Eartha Kitt as she snaps her signature whip. But Catwoman has gone down in history as one of the most derided comic book films ever made. The movie certainly set the genre back to Batman and Robin levels of laughable creative decisions after some considerable gains had been made. So what went wrong? Well, slide over that litter box and grab some catnip as we figure out what the fuck happened to this movie. A Catwoman spin-off movie had actually been in development since 1993, when Warner Brothers was in the beginning stages of setting up what would eventually become Batman Forever. The stinger at the end of 1992's Batman Returns suggested that Michelle Pfeiffer's Selina Kyle still had some lives left to live, and it was the intention to bring her back for her own adventure from Tim Burton, who had directed the 1989 Bat blockbuster and its sequel. But by January of 1994, Burton was unsure if he wanted to direct Catwoman or an adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's classic story, The Fall of the House of Usher. Obviously, he would make neither. Screenwriter Daniel Waters turned in his first scratch at the Catwoman script in June of 1995, on what happened to be the same day Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever hit theaters. While Tim Burton was still being sought to direct Catwoman, the distinctly different vibe of Batman Forever was evident, and Waters joked that turning in Catwoman the day Batman Forever opened may not have been my best logical move. By August of 1995, Michelle Pfeiffer still expressed interest in reprising the character for a standalone movie, but explained that her priorities would be challenged as a mother and by her commitments to other projects. As Catwoman hit its first of many delays, Pfeiffer would eventually no longer be involved. Thanks for watching Joe Blow videos. If you enjoy our shows, please like and subscribe, and click the bell to be notified when new videos go live. Now, back to the show. Catwoman would become a tragic Hollywood tale of development hell for years. Other actresses like Ashley Judd soon became attached as it went through various stages, and Nicole Kidman was also considered, despite previously sharing the screen with The Dark Knight as another character. Warner Brothers had a major hole to fill on their release calendar when they canceled plans to make a Batman vs. Superman movie that was scheduled for 2004. In a sign of what would become many of their problems, the studio decided to quickly produce Catwoman as a replacement. Working in their favor was an Oscar-caliber actor who was very interested in coming on board, Halle Berry, who won the Best Actress Award for her role in 2001's Monsters Ball, became involved after the cancellation of Jinx, a James Bond spin-off featuring her character from 2002's Die Another Day. Catwoman finally had what seemed to be a worthy leading lady, 
but a lot goes into making a credible movie. Even Halle Berry needs a good script and solid direction. Catwoman featured a story from a revolving door of writers, including Teresa Rebeck, John Brancato, Michael Ferris, and John Rogers. For some reason, the decision was made to ignore the character's established DC Comics canon, and instead of cat burglar and cat fanatic Selina Kyle, we get Patience Phillips, a meek designer who discovers an evil conspiracy within the cosmetics company where she works. The evil cosmetics plot involves a dangerous product that could cause widespread spread health problems. There is some commentary about the dangers of obsession with beauty, but when the big bad is evil makeup, you know we're in for a problem. As for Patience Phillips, perhaps keeping her meek and mild to start would be enough of a connection to Pfeiffer's Selena Kyle, but why not just make her Selena Kyle? Sure, comic book fans may have been annoyed that Halle Berry wasn't exactly the Selena Kyle they knew and loved, but the presence and talent of Halle Berry might have made them more forgiving. By making her Patience Phillips, we lose a tangible connection to a well-known character, and that makes it harder to care about her journey, no matter how much Halle Berry could do with the role. Patience eventually becomes Catwoman when she's murdered after getting too close to the evil cosmetics plan, and she's revived by Egyptian cats that grant her superhuman feline abilities. We can maybe let this transformation slide, since at least it's hinted that Egyptian cats have some supernatural connection. And after all, Michelle Pfeiffer's Selena Kyle is pushed out a window and plunges to her death, only to be revived as Catwoman by stray cats off the street. Soon, Patience Phillips becomes a crime-fighting, whip-wielding superheroine known as Catwoman, and her grand mission is to stop that evil cosmetics company, who will direct her through this not-exactly Thanos-level threat. A French visual effects supervisor going only by Pitoff, making his American directorial debut on this prestigious project after the Gerard Depardieu fantasy thriller V-Doc. A director with only one name is something that might set off alarm bells when the best of our one-word directors is probably Charlie's Angels director McGee. But that might be unfair. After all, Jean-Christophe Pitoff Komar was already accomplished in France with an eye for interesting stylistic choices, which is probably why he was picked to helm the project. But, as we'll learn, the big culprit behind the failure of Catwoman was likely Warner Brothers themselves, something that will not be lost on fans of Zack Snyder's Justice League, or those hoping for that David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Principal photography on Catwoman began late September 2003 in Los Angeles, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. In the years after the film's release, we've learned that cracks began to show early in production. In February of 2018, screenwriter John Rogers candidly addressed why the film didn't work, tweeting, because it was a shit movie dumped by the studio at the end of a style cycle and had zero cultural relevance either in front of or behind the camera. Rogers went on to add, Full disclosure, I was fired off the movie after writing the green light draft because I kept arguing with notes that it'd make the movie very, very bad. Which I said out loud, at meetings. I got fired a lot in my 30s. What could those very, very bad ideas be? Possibly the intense game of pickup basketball between Patience and her would-be love interest, Detective Tom Lone, played by Benjamin Bratt? You get superhuman cat-like abilities and you use them to casually flirt with a detective while owning him on the basketball court? That's why they hired Pitoff? An eye for dynamic basketball scenes? It seems reasonably obvious that one of those very, very bad ideas was the overall threat of the film. The cosmetics plot is overseen by the wife of the company's owner, Laurel Hedare, 
played by Sharon Stone. While it's fair to say Sharon Stone predates Angelina Jolie as the original icy stare of the 90s, there isn't much imposing about her or the evil plan at the center of the story. The threat isn't significant enough, and it would appear that pretty much everyone involved knew this. When speaking on the direction of Pitoff, John Rogers said he had an eye for action, but nobody in power knew what movie they wanted. At one point, I said, you do realize the big third-act fight in your summer tentpole is Halle Berry dressed like a Quebec stripper beating the shit out of a makeup exec in a pantsuit. Berry also recently acknowledged that the stakes weren't high enough, saying, I would have Catwoman saving the world like most male superheroes do, and not just saving women from their faces cracking off, and I think make it more inclusive of both men and women. Early signs pointed to the movie being a disaster. The film's TV advertisements featured a catchy bop as Halle Berry struts in a comical cat suit, which instantly became the target of trolls ready to trash the film. Perhaps Warner Brothers was just hoping for the best, thinking the value of audience familiarity with the name would be enough. It's a superhero movie. People will see this thing by default, right? Catwoman was released on July 23, 2004, entering its opening weekend to horrendous reviews. The movie currently registers an atrocious score of just 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, with comments like Halle Berry is the lone bright spot, but even she can't save this laughable action thriller. The critical beating was rough, with the film appearing on the list of Roger Ebert's most hated movies, saying the filmmakers gave very little thought to providing Berry with a strong character, story, supporting characters, or action sequences. If you thought that was bad, another review suggested that Barry give back her Academy Award as a penalty for the film. Being dragged by critics could be eased by solid box office, but this would be another life the film would lose. Catwoman opened in third place behind The Born Supremacy and I, Robot, and barely grossed enough to beat Spider-Man 2 in its fourth weekend on screens. Not exactly an opening weekend that creates a franchise, or justifies its reported $100 million price tag. By the end of its run, Catwoman only grossed $40 million at the domestic box office and $82 million worldwide. Of course, not allowing Catwoman to slink away and die with dignity, the Razzie Awards wanted to make sure that the corpse continued to get a public shaming. The ceremony, which honors the worst in cinema, had its share of fun with Catwoman, nominating it for seven award categories. The film won four of those, including Worst Picture, Director, Screenplay, and Actress. In a credit to her sense of humor, Halle Berry actually arrived at the ceremony to accept her Razzie in person and brought along her Best Actress Oscar as a subtle reminder. During her savage speech, Barry said, It was just what my career needed, and semi-sarcastically described the finished movie as a piece of shit. Oddly enough, in the years since the film's release, Catwoman has gained a bit of a cult following for being a so-bad-it's-good kind of movie. Some fans have reassessed the film as not being the abomination that initial reaction indicated, even recently getting it trending on Twitter with praises. Halle Berry noticed the positive reaction and tweeted, I'm seeing all the Catwoman love, everybody. Where were you guys 17 years ago? It's cool to know that she's still in on the joke of the film's storied history and legacy. Barry has even expressed that she would like a chance to direct a Catwoman movie, especially knowing what she knows now. While Halle Berry came out of her 2004 experience pretty much unscathed, that single-named director can't say the same. Pitoff's only feature directing effort since his Hollywood studio debut was a straight-to-video fantasy movie, but the character of Catwoman still has plenty of popularity and continues appearing on the big screen thanks to The Dark Knight Rises and The Batman. Maybe she deserves another shot at solo movie glory. 
she still has some lives left. Let us know your thoughts. Leave a comment in the comments. And thanks for watching.